Announcements, a couple of things that I just want to make you aware of. Uh, on December the 18th, we are having our Christmas uh, candlelight service that we have every year, and I just want to invite you guys to come and be a part of that, and also invite people to come and be a part of it. Uh, we have some invite cards out there. Uh, how many of you like the Christmas decorations? Some, some people said, hey, uh, what about Thanksgiving? Next week, it'll, be com- it'll come and, and be gone before you know it. And, uh, and so anyway, we're going we're gonna to enjoy Christmas as long as we can. And, uh, and so that's why we're doing this. We actually just uh, decorated a week early. So, uh, But I do want to make one more note on uh, this year. We're going to try something that we haven't uh, tried, I don't believe, uh, before. But uh, Christmas is falling on Sunday and uh, on December the 25th. And so what we're going to do is we're going to spend that with our families. We are not going to be having service on the 25th. We will celebrate as a church on the 18th. So make sure that you plan on being here on the 18th and and just enjoy that week off and let our, our dream team and our staff just have a time of uh, just with their family, so uh, appreciate that, okay? All right, one more thought uh, that I want to give you. You guys are awesome, and it's good to see you here. And so this is one more thought I wanted you to know, and uh, I appreciate you, love you, praying for you, believing God for great things for you. Today I want to go ahead and continue on in this series that I had started uh, last week called uh, Being Rich in what matters most, being rich in what matters most. And uh, last week we discovered some thoughts and some things that I just want to recap for just a moment. And uh, this is a, I usually do uh, a stewardship uh, message during or series during the year, each year. And uh, this is that time where I just want to touch on this and just kind of deal with stewardship and in the areas. I'm going where many pastors don't want to go, and that's touching in the areas of money because people uh, get vicious during that time. Don't touch my money. Slap my kids, but don't touch my money. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and so... So anyway, uh, I am not trying to get anything from you, absolutely not trying to do any of that. For I just want you to know that up front. Actually, I'm trying to get things to you. I want to get God's best in you and to you and through you. If you'll understand the principles that I'm going to be sharing, it will enrich your life greatly. And so what I wanted to do is I want to just take a moment to recap last week. Last week, I talked about news about being rich. And we discovered the best and the worst news about being rich, and we talked about that for just a a little bit last week, and I just want to recap. The first thing that we discovered, the good news is, is that we're all rich. Uh, Many people don't realize that they are actually rich, and whether you realize it or not, you are rich. And even probably those that seem to be maybe uh, considered poor in our nation are actually rich. And, and I'll prove that in a little bit, I hope, anyhow. And so we talked about the best news. You and I are rich and that God has blessed you and I with more than we need and that we're rich. And so we talked about how close to half of the world's population lives on $2 a day. Half of the population, a third of the population lives on a dollar a day. Could you imagine that? Let me kind of illustrate this. Uh, 
You know, this is this stuff that we like to accumulate, isn't it? Right? Except maybe bigger bills than $1 bills, but we, we like stacks of these hanging around in our bank accounts. We like stacks of these, right? Who wouldn't want this, these uh, stacks right now, right? I, I'm sure every one of us. Well, let me, let me kind of illustrate to you, and this is, this is uh, two stacks of $1 bills that's equivalent to $200. And if you would imagine that a third of our population, this would be equivalent to 200 days of living. Try living on that f- for 200 days. It kind of puts things in perspective, doesn't it? We really, we really are rich. Uh, I, I, I got another statistic uh, when I went over this last week. 80% of the world's population lives on less than $10 a day. 80% of the world's population lives on 80% or less. That's that's crazy. It's just amazing to me. Thirty, uh, if you if you make thirty three thousand dollars or more, you are among the one percent of the world's population. And if you make more than eighty k a year, eighty thousand a year, you are among point one percent. And so we talked about how we're rich, and the good news is that we are rich. Praise God, we can get excited about that. And, and, and the second thing, though, we talked about the worst news. The, the, the good news, the great news, the best news is that we're rich. The worst news is that, is that we're rich. And we talked about how the problem with being rich is that it's harder for you and I to depend on God when we're rich. Because we put more dependency on this than we do on God. And then also we talked about it, it's a distraction to you and I from our priorities. Our priorities of putting God first. And, and we have a tendency to put money first and uh, put things first and, and other things first. And so, listen, this will change and rock your world if you get hold of the, the principles that I, and the truths that I share today. I want God's best. Too often, too many people are putting their trust in, 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 in their hope in money. And I, I, I'm, uh, I know there's uh, folks that are, have some mixed feelings about our, our, our uh, outcome of our uh, elections that just took place. And there's some that are extremely excited, hurt some people that are just extremely excited. And, uh, but I'm going to tell you, our trust should not be in any person either. It needs to be in Jesus Christ. And so we talked about that. Also, the worst news is that you and I have a greater responsibility with the more that we have. We'll be responsible of how we steward this, how we handle this. Many people do not include God in the calculation of their finances. God wants, he, he is, he's given us responsibilities. The more that the Bible says too much is given, much is required. And so any, anything that we have, we're going to have to understand that we are a steward of it. Your children, your life, your properties, your possessions. God's not opposed to you and I having stuff. He just doesn't want the stuff to have us. And so let me, let me take you to, and I'm going to get into today, let me take you to 1 Timothy chapter 6, and then I'll introduce today's uh, title. 
Second, I mean, First Timothy chapter six, verse seventeen through nineteen. It says, "Command those who are rich in the things of this life not to be proud." So that commandment is to you and I because we're rich. So we can't be proud. We can't uh, be proudful or arrogant to think that we're all that and uh, that we can handle life without God. And, uh, and so we need to make sure that we're not proud. It says, but to place your, their hope, uh, but to place their hope not in such an uncertain thing as riches, but in God, who generously gives us everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share with others. In this way, they will store up for themselves a treasure which will be a solid foundation for the future. And then they will be able to win the life which is true life. And I shared this last week that, you know, many people are, and and let me just tell you, we all gravitate towards selfishness. Uh, we're all, we all have to battle that. We all gravitate towards us, uh, our, uh, you know, me, my four, no more. We have a, uh, a tendency to do that. And so that can hurt us and keep us from the true life that God has for us. Uh, Jesus said, if you want life, you've got to give up your life. If you hold on to it, you'll lose it. And so he's saying, you've got to understand kingdom principles. There's kingdom principles that work for us if we'll work them. There are key, there's there's the there's the the law of sowing and reaping and those those laws will work for us as we'll work those laws. We say we believe the Bible, but when it comes down to our money, sometimes we have a difficult time believing it and trusting in it. Guarantee you. And again, we don't talk much about money around here. Although Jesus, uh, he talked about it all the time. That was one of the main. Uh, subjects of his of the things that he taught and let me tell you why is because it's connected to our hearts and it is a spiritual thing that takes place something spiritual happens when you give of your life give of your money give of your time give of your energy when you're sowing yourself something happens that will impact your life richly and I'm, I'm going to talk about that today. So here's what I, wanted, I want us to look at this, this day. In today's uh, message is I want to talk about side effects. Side effects that can happen to the rich. Side effects. There's some side effects that can happen to the rich that we need to be aware of. And we are all rich, so we need to look for these side effects. What are some of those side effects that can take place in being rich? Number one, the first side effect I want, I want us to look at is that people can live in denial. We can live in denial. If we don't watch it, one of the side effects that can be is that we're living in denial. Denial is refusing to admit the truth and the reality of something. It is. And, and here's one of the first things, and if you're following along with the notes that are in your, in your worship guide, here's one of the first things that I want to say is that we deny that we're rich. We deny that we're rich. There's many people that denied, even though they've heard the things that I've shared today, statistics, in comparison with everybody, I am, in their calculation, they, don't, they do not believe that they're rich. Well, here's my question to you. Where is the rich line? What, how much do you have to make to be rich? 
And when you've crossed it, then, you know, are you rich? And, and I'm going to tell you, everybody's going to have a different line. And I'm going to tell you, every time they reach that line, they're going to determine in their own mind that they're not rich. They're going to deny being rich. Oh, my goodness. You guys better come alive because I'm here to tell you, I want to share some things that are going to help that will set you free, that will liberate you to be who God wants you to be. God is trying to get to us what he can get through us if we will just believe it. There's things that he wants to accomplish in our lives. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that one of the ways that would keep that from happening is denial. And uh, we, are, we are rich. As rich people, we can deny that we're rich. And, and you know, we're rich. I, I, I was thinking about this today. Uh, if you have an iPhone or if you have a phone, if you have a phone, I don't care if it's old school phone, you're rich. I'm going to tell you, you're rich. If you live in a house, you're rich. If you're driving a car, you own a car, even though you may be making payments on it, you're rich. And we're rich in America. I mean, think about the upgrades. Man, we're constantly upgrading, aren't we? New iPhone comes out, we want to upgrade. A new gadget comes out, we want to upgrade. And we're all like that. I mean, we're, I'm like that. I'm a gadget person. I, I, I love gadgets. And so we want to upgrade. We upgrade a perfectly good car. We'll go and we'll trade it in for, it's used, but we'll go trade it in for another used car. We'll upgrade our houses. We do that. We'll go in, you know, some of you remodeled and remodeled your homes. You'll go in, rip out that countertop. You'll rip out those cabinets. You'll take that uh, stove out and that uh, refrigerator out. And, and guess what you do? You go back and you put cabinets, countertop, refrigerator, and stove back. And it's like, you know what? We're rich. And we deny that we're rich. Uh, I was at a pastor's lunch I, yesterday. I, I wanna, always want to be a blessing and, and always look for opportunities to, to uh, have my, my, my team around uh, great leaders, and I, I'm always looking for opportunity to do that. And so I was invited to a pastor's luncheon, and my first, my first thought, without hesitation, is can I take, can I take my, my team, my lead team there, and uh, my pastors, and... Uh, and, uh, uh, and immediately uh, he said, yeah, you can. And I said, well, well thank you. And so anyway, we brought, we brought our team there. And, and, uh, and then after it closed out, I noticed in the back, the back room uh, there was this stack of, of box lunches that had to be paid for from McAllister's of pastors that did not show up that said they would be there. And I saw the email. The email says, hey, this is going to, uh, it's free to you, but it's going to cost somebody. So make sure that you RSVP if you can't, you know, if you can be there. And so a lot of people RSVP'd and they showed up. And I got to thinking about this this morning. And if there's pastors that listen to this in, in our city that should have been there, you need to apologize. You need to, you need to call that pastor and apologize to him because it's just wrong. And I, I don't care if they do hear it. It's just wrong. Some of them may have a good, a legitimate excuse. But uh, I just think that's just wrong.
And here's what I thought about. You know that we're spiritually rich in America. So spiritually rich that, I mean, we had one of my heroes was here that I've been following for 25 years, Pastor Larry Stockstell, and he was the one that was uh, speaking at this. And, uh, and I was thinking, you know, we're so spiritually rich here in America that if, if Pastor Larry had gone to another country, even, if, even though it would have been an hour and a half luncheon, if people were invited, people would have come from hours even walking to get to that luncheon, if not days to get to that luncheon, and would have done whatever they could have done to get there just to hear what he had to say because of the value that he adds. But we're so spiritually rich in America that we can listen to, we can listen to him anytime. You can go online. You can listen to him anytime. Uh, and, 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 you know, we're just so spiritually rich. We have the word that's, that just comes forward that so many times we just mishandle what God's given us. I'm here to tell you, you're rich. Don't deny it. Value it. Handle it right. Be a good steward of it. God will give you more. Amen? Second thing I want to just say is that we, we deny that we're serving our riches. Uh, the Bible tells us that, uh, that we can't serve two masters, that we're either serving God or we're serving money. And if you want the reference for that, it's Matthew 6.24. We can, we're either serving God or we're serving money. We're not, we, we can't serve both. We're either loving the one or hating the other. We're either embracing the one or resisting the other. But we're serving one or the other. And, and too often we're serving money. And I was thinking about this is that years ago, after I got born again as a single parent, raising my son, um, the uh, job that I was at, there was a, they, you know, all these different competitions were coming in, the auto zones and the different places. I, I, I worked in a, a uh, in a warehouse in a, um, that was in the uh, auto industry, and, and they were coming in, and so they wanted to compete with them, and so they were going to start staying open seven days a week and staying open later in the night. And anyway, it was going to take me away from church. And I was the best producer at, in that company. I, I, I was the best salesperson and uh, actually just the best worker there. And I told him, listen, I'll, I'll produce more in less time if you allow me to not work on weekends or on Sundays. And uh, they, chose, they chose not to. I said, well, I'm, I'm resigning. I'm, I'm quitting. I've been there 10 years, uh, had you know, been in management. And, and so anyway, I left. And, and the reason is, is my trust is not in a job. And I was thinking about this. I was thinking how many times I see people making decisions based on money versus based on what honors God. And I don't know if you're here today, but I'm not here to serve money. I'm here to serve God. God knows how to get money to me. And he knows how to get money to you if you'll just honor him and do what's honorable to him. Are you with me? And I, I'm not opposed to people working on Sundays. I'm not, okay? I'm, I really am not. I know that we're, it, I'm not. 
It's just that, you know, that was a conviction. I was a single parent. I, I wanted to make sure that my, God, my son was raised up in the things of God. And, and so anyway, without going to all that story. So I know I bring up some, uh, some issues, some thoughts, some, uh, lots of questions maybe in the midst of it. But I just, wanted to, I just wanted to say that, you know, many times we deny that we're serving money. We deny it. But evaluate your life. Evaluate your priorities and see if you're not serving money or if money's serving you. Amen? Is that making sense? Okay? I want to help you out. Uh, So what I want to do now is I want to make this statement. uh, Which statement would bring the most anxiety in your life? What, what statement would make, you know, just bring so much anxiety and worry? worry. Uh, the, the statement is that there's no God or that you have no money. Wow. It should be there's no God. That should bring the greatest anxiety. But for some people, it's like, I have no money. I don't know where to get it. Let me tell you something. If that's, you know, if that is your issue, you're serving money rather than money serving you. Okay, and so that's one of the side effects is denial. The second side side effect is that you uh, rich people uh, can can uh, it can happen to rich people is that rich people can live in discontentment. And I was thinking about this too. I just I just man I just oh gosh these things uh, I had to do some soul checking some some. Uh, just making sure where my life was because I'm rich. Yeah. And, I, and this is speaking to me. Command those, it says. Command those to make sure that their lives are doing what, what I want them doing with, with their riches. And so uh, I, I got to thinking about it. The more that you feed an appetite, the more that you want. You you just do, and and so you you got to watch it. You got to watch what you're feeding, and uh, the more people that the more people make, the more they want. Uh, I lost some weight. I lost a, uh, quite a bit of pounds over the years. Uh, at one point, I was up to 235 pounds, and I felt like the Lord uh, dealt with me. And it took a long, it took a, it was, it's been a long journey, but uh, I felt like the Lord told me and spoke to my heart, if you don't get that under control, you're going to cut your life short. And so I, I got on a journey and, and, and eating and exercising, and it, it's, it's been a journey. And, and so I, I've, over the years, I've gone from extra large to large, and now I'm in medium, medium shirts. And so, uh, so I, I went to clean out my closet. <laughs> I was totally amazed of how many shirts I had in my closet that were extra large and large shirts. I, I mean, like a ton. I mean, like a whole bunch. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And guess what? I was one of the ones that always said I didn't have anything to wear. I need, a, I need another shirt to match. You know what I'm saying? And here's the stupid thing. We gravitate towards the same shirts. The comfortable. You may go buy another one, but it's like, ooh, right back to that same shirt. You know what I'm talking about, right? And so, and you know, we're, we're rich. And so what we need to be careful, one of the side effects of being rich is, 
is discontentment. Because the more you feed something, the more that you become discontented. And so let me, let me read to you Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10, just let you see it from the Word of God. It says, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This, too, is meaningless. You know, when we have a love for money, the Bible says it's the root of all evil. Not money, but the love of it. And, and I believe one of the reasons is because we, we become discontent with what we have, and so we want more, 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 more. And so we ought to love God, not money. Money is a servant. If we'll, if we'll, it, it makes a horrible master, and it can be a master. But it should be a servant that we tell it where to go. We invest it. We sow it. We, we instruct it rather than it instructing our lives. Too often, it's telling our lives, it's telling us what to do with our lives rather than us telling it what to do in our lives. Is that making sense? Is this helping somebody? I'm here, I'm here to tell you there's more people bound to this than is willing to admit it because they're in denial. And so watch and see if you're just discontent. I've got to do more. I've got to get more. I've got to... And there's nothing wrong with being productive and increasing and, and that type of thing. But make sure that you're doing it for the right purpose. Not because you love money, but because you love God. And you're just doing... You're being a, you're being a good steward of what God has entrusted to you. Okay? Now, let me just say this about being discontent. Uh, being discontent. Uh, first of all, we have riches, but we lack peace. We have riches. If you're discontent, it's because you 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 have riches, but you lack peace. If your if your heart's wrong, if it's in 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 the wrong place, it's uh, you can tell by a lack of peace. Proverbs fifteen sixteen says it's better to obey the Lord and have only a little than to be very rich and terribly confused. Another translation says with inner turmoil and worry. Worry, just worrying, worrying about money, worrying about money. Man, we have a lot. Many times we're consuming. The reason that we're in the position that we're in is we consume everything we get. We buy more than we can afford. We don't live with margin in our life. We don't allow, we spend, spend, or if we don't consume more than we make, we bring it right from paycheck to paycheck. I, I don't go to stores. I don't have that problem. I, I can't tell you, I, I, let me rephrase that. I do go to stores occasionally. I don't go to stores and just buy stuff. I don't just go in there and see something, pick it up because I want it and buy it. I just don't do that ever, ever, like ever, like ever. If I go into store, it's on purpose. I'm going to go get a shirt. I'm going to go get some shoes, and I don't, I don't buy anything else. You know, if, it's a, if it is an iPad or something like this, by the way, I didn't buy this, but thank you guys and <laughs> other people that helped me buy this. And, uh, but anyway, and, and so I just don't, I just don't do that. I, I live a disciplined life financially as well as I do physically and spiritually. And God wants us to live that away. There, the, uh, the, you know, this world is geared towards sucking us into its web. And, and, and it wants us to be discontent. 
And, and so that we go and we get ourselves in debt and we become a slave to, the, to, to our, our debt. Amen? And then we don't have peace and then we're fighting and then we're divorcing and the whole cycle takes place. Oh my gosh, I'm already out of time. Okay, let me give you another thought. We have riches but lacking purpose. We're lacking purpose. We think money's our purpose. That's not your purpose. God's your purpose. God, even your money, God, well, God put it on my heart to go earn money. Yeah, but it's for a greater purpose. It's to be used, and, and, and we need to figure that out. Proverbs eleven twenty four and 25 says this, The world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed, but those who uh, help others are helped. So, see, when we become stingy, our world gets so small, we lose purpose. When we're giving our life away, when we're adding value to people, when we're, we're giving, I mean, when we see a need and we're meeting it and we're trying to be a blessing, I tell you, I live this way. I, my team uh, lives this way. We are endeavoring to live this way. That any time we see a need, we, if, we're, if, if, if possible, if God wants, us to use, uh, wants to use us to meet that need, we're going to do it. We're going to try. We want to be just so crazy generous that it's crazy. Amen? And so that's the second side effect, side effect. Let me give you the third one really, really quick in bringing this home as quickly as possible. I had so much to say on this third one. Rich people, rich people can live in deception. The bad thing about deception is that you're deceived. Deceived people don't even know it. And, and so Mark... Uh, Chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, talking about the sower sows the seed. And there's different groups of people, different hearts that there's the seed of the, God's word is sown into. And it talks about what, what causes one heart to be fruitful. Uh, there's other things that will cause other hearts to be unfruitful. And so let me just read this to you. It's, in verse 18, it says, Now these are the ones sown on, among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful deceitfulness of riches 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 will deceive you this will if you eat, we don't watch it it'll deceive you uh, you ever been to this place before Chuck E. Cheese we go trade in we go trade in this money green stuff for these little tickets and we'll go over there and we'll accumulate and we'll accumulate my grandkids just love this they'll go accumulate and they're pulling these levers and they're pushing these buttons and they're doing all these things and accumulating and 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 then and then us adults I'm just going to confess I see that they're not getting enough of these so I'll get some of their coins and I'll go over there and assist them <laughs> because I can, I can pull that lever harder and I, you know, and many times I'm helping them out. I can throw that ball more and get it inside the slot and so I'm helping them out so they can get more tickets. You know what I'm talking about? And then we walk up there all proud 
got this stack of tickets over there <laughs> to get this. Isn't that right? You just paid $10 for a 59-cent Chuck E. Cheese ring. My wife says, don't you dare give that away. That's for one of our grandkids, so anyway. <laughs> I, think, I think my middle's getting this one, so... But let me tell you something. We do that all the time. We go. We trade in our smarts. We trade in our hard work. We, 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 we do whatever we can. We cheat. We lie. We do all kinds of things. And honestly, cheat on income tax. We do all that to accumulate this. We accumulate this to trade it in for something that brings no great satisfaction. More stuff is never going to satisfy you. I, you know, in many ways, I'm, uh, I think I'm a, a, a great model to you. I try to be. Follow me as I follow the Lord. I try to do that. I really do. Uh, and I'm sure there's areas that I'm, I'm, you know, the Lord's working on me. There's things that I need worked on and, and that type of thing. But one thing that I'm not tied to, I, w- I would say, is not this. But money can deceive you. You think if you get more of this, and there's nothing wrong with getting money, honestly, uh, let me just say it. But do it God's way. A lot of people hold on to their money. They're, how do you know if you're deceived? You're, one, uh, if you're not obeying God in, in, your, in your giving... And you're tithing, you're giving. And when he puts, it, puts somebody in your heart, you know, I'm not going to give this to you. But, you know, he puts somebody in your heart. It's not mine to, it's not mine to give. It's, 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 this, is, this is the church's, so this is not mine to give. But you can have it in there. But here, here's the thing. If we do it God's way, it satisfies. It's fulfilling. When we do it our way, it leaves us empty. It it just will. And I'm going to challenge you guys today in closing. I just want to challenge you. I know I've got two more fill-in-the-blanks, three actually. And so I'm just going to give them to you for you so you don't walk home and think, man, I feel incomplete. Don't, don't, don't go accumulating all this to get this in life. And this could be your house. It could be a car. It could be, you know, a lot of things. And there's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing. God's given us all things richly to enjoy. He wants you to enjoy those things. But make sure that it's not at the cost of honoring God and obeying God. Let him bless you and be a blessing through you. Does that make sense? 
So let me give you the fill in the blanks real quick just so I help you out. There's so many things I wanted to share. I don't know if I'm going to we'll be able to get to uh, next week because I go in a total different direction. And if you come back next week. Honestly, people will avoid messages like this. Here's, here's the thought. We're deceived to think that money provides happiness. It never will. Uh, Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, Those who love money will never have enough. How, meaning, how meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. And then we're deceived to think that money provides security. I had a great illustration for this. You're going to have to just know it was great. But I love this out of the voice translations. Proverbs 18.11 says, The rich think that their wealth is their sturdy fortress. They imagine it to be an invincible wall of security. Wealth will never do that for you and I. It's, it's never, wealth's not going to provide what you need when you have cancer. Well, I can go get treatment. Yeah, what if treatment doesn't take care of it? Your trust in Jesus is what you need. And you need, you, need, you need to put trust in Jesus all the time. Not in wealth, not in trust in Jesus. Amen? Nothing wrong with doctors. I have nothing wrong with, you know. And when your kids are off on drugs, you know, money's not going to do you any good. And when your marriage is... <laughs> money's not going to do you any good. It might help, I could hear somebody say. Uh, not always. So here's what I want us to do. I want you to make this your confession in your life. I will not place my hope in riches, but in him who richly provides. Him who richly provides. You need to make that confession every day, all the time. God, my hope is not in riches, but it's in you who provide. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we've had together. Thank you, Lord, for uh, revealing your heart, your truths. We, sh- we truly do want to honor you. I know that.